Good morning and welcome to the Rewind Show. Hashtag 52, I believe we're on. And uh, yeah, you've got myself here in Yorkshire and Brent Peters over there at the sports bar in Bakup. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right, pal. How are you? <clears throat> yeah, a little bit busy at the moment, but uh, I know that you're busy as well. We're all, we're all busy, aren't we? It all hands to the pump. It's busy out of season. But then it, it starts to uh, get rather busy when we get into the football season. Well, it's, <clears throat> with me, it's not just uh, it's not just like any other manager, you know, just concentrating on the team. I've got to concentrate on the club, the all aspects of the club. Uh, I'm here kind of when out there on the ground on my own, so I've got to do jobs. It's like in between, like now we're getting sunshine and then uh, we're getting rain. So if I want to do something on the pitch, I've got to try and do it in between uh, the rain and sunshine, if you follow me. You know, yeah. there's certain things you can't do when it's been raining. Um, and then I've got to do the administration. And you know what the Northwest Counties League are like. Looking heck, I'm not being funny. The amount of emails that start to come through. Yeah. It's frightening. As Campion will tell you. <laughs> I think yeah, they have a cool. I think they had a culture shock when they joined this league. Uh, but yeah, you know what? Uh, and then on top of that, I've got a business to run. And that's not been easy just recently when you get a blinking time waster that you give him a job, he, 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 he you know, and, he, and then he, he's done it for a week. And obviously, you know what it's like at the beginning when you're trying to train. And it, it, it's hard at the minute because they're having to train actually doing the job, they're kind of thrown in at the deep end because of holidays. Because so yeah. they're like, when, when, when drivers are taking holidays, they've got to do the job. In an ideal world, you let, like, with, with the likes of Kyle, who, who plays for Aussie, uh, Kyle Sidall, he, he spent quite a few weeks just riding shotgun, learning everything with, yeah. with our Martin. And that's, uh, that's, probably, that's probably the best way to, to learn, Brent. But, you know, a lot of people out there, we all think, ah, oh, yeah, white van man, it's an easy job. But it's, it's not, it's not is you. it? It's, it's not demanding. Easy. It's, it's not. quite demanding. It's demanding, but you've got to know where you're going, and uh, you know, and you can't be, you know, you can't be passing the time of day with some, some, uh, you know, we, we with people who are receiving the parcels. You've got to be go get your signature quick, you, you know, there and then off to, off to the next one. You know, that's how it is, and some people are, you know, take it like duck to water. Some people don't. They can't. They can't. You know, they just can't handle it. And when you get a phone call at half past five on on a Monday morning, why he couldn't have rang on, on uh, you know, Sunday and give you half a chance, but half past five, oh, it's not for me, I'm not coming in. Well, I'm, that just can absolute blows a gaff with me, yeah. you know, because that just put us in a, a, a lot of work. When that happens, it not only puts my lads under pressure, but it puts me under pressure on top of what I've got here. But listen, hey, oh, it's... Uh, part and parcel of what goes on. So I've just got to get on with it. You know, like you say, it'll always look on the bright side of life. But I yeah. can't do with time wasters. You know, I can't do with... There's, a, there's not many things I can't do with, but one thing there's one thing I can't do with, I can't do with negative people. I can't do with time wasters. And I can't do with uh, uh, people that are two-faced. <laughs> That's why I feel... There's quite a few of them. That's why I say it as it is, me. At least you know where you stand with me. If you don't like me, I don't give a shit. Exactly. I'll tell you as it is. Oh, that's it. 
And that's probably I'm why not, you I, uh, attract the right people then, Brent, because people who don't like you talking straight to them will, will disappear. Well, that's right. You know, I mean, uh, <clears throat> you know, like I said, <clears throat> people, you should always know where you stand with people. And uh, I just can't do with people that will be all right to your face and then do things and say things behind your back. You know, just be up front. You know, if I don't like somebody, I'm, I'm not afraid to tell them, look, look, I don't like what you're about. I don't like you. And let, let, let's move on. You know, that's what that, 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 that's that's how it's got to be. You call a spade a spade and you say it as it is. Everybody knows where they stand. Exactly. You know, simple. Simple. Let's look at the football because as on the rewind, it's all about catching up, rewinding back to the game and then uh, also looking forward to the next game and, and whatever else comes up in between. Uh, first game of the season at home to the new boys, Exton Villa. We always knew it was going to be difficult for several reasons. Firstly, they're the new boys. They wanted to get off to a flyer. They had, you know, something to prove, almost like a cup final experience for them. And then secondly, injuries, suspensions, Club Tropicana holidays <laughs> have been our Achilles heel and we, we knew it was going to be difficult, Brent, and it was. Well, you can only... <clears throat> Listen, you know, the next few games are going to be difficult. We know that. We knew that. You know, there's, uh, it's no shock to me, but that doesn't mean to say we've got to sit here and and kind of rest on our laurels. We, we You've got to find... You've got to find that little bit of spark uh, somewhere that that'll, that'll that'll kick you off and kick your season off. That's you, you know that's something that me, me and my support staff are, are, have been working on. That's that's how it's got to be. In an ideal world, you know, when when and we touched on it last week on the show. In an ideal world, when you're coming back to pre-season, pre-season's already booked, but you're not aware of when people are taking holidays and you're not aware about gobshites up in Yorkshire that start to, uh, you know, open their mouth on, 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 and put a report in on a, on a website, acting yeah. behind yeah, a keyboard warrior, I call them, uh, and, and, and accusing people of doing something that, that probably goes on or, or saying something that probably goes on at every football match throughout the country. Yeah. You know, whether it's right, wrong or indifferent it, it is another matter. But why get involved in, this is what I mean about people getting involved in somebody else's business. You know, it, it yeah. weren't even, he wasn't even involved in it. But it's created a problem for us because straight away that player in question is, is, is a top player and, he, right. and he's out for six matches. So that only compounds the situation in, uh, uh, in terms of the, the players that have taken their holidays and the players who, who are still carrying injuries over from, from kind of last season. So we knew it was going to be difficult. We went into the game, we've had four pre-season games. We've had to spend, ideally, we'd like to have gone into them pre-season games with the team and the squad that played last season, because that's all work in progress. Everybody knows the roles and responsibilities, and it's just a case of fine-tuning fine things. Unfortunately, that's not been able to happen, and we've had to pick the we've had to uh, run with a lot of the new lads that have come into the club. But the new lads that have come into the club, whilst I'm not saying that they're not they're not ready for the first team, I, I, I think in, in in a very quick time they will be. You know, there, there, there's some talented lads here, and I mean yeah. talented lads. But the, it, as you know as well as I know in football. You've got to get these talented lads working within you, you, the team structure that you've 
that, that you've been developing. Yeah. And and kind of that's what we've tried to to do during the you know the the um, the preseason. And then when it comes to the first match of the season, you know, when you look at the team that started and uh, um, or the players that were available, we'd only 50% of the players available that were from our squad from last season, 50%. You yeah. know, so the other 50% are being made up of lads that are new to the club. Not only are they new to the club, they're new to the methods and, you know, how we want, you know, how, how, how we want it you know, in our team set up, what we've worked hard for for the last three years. And new uh, to the league as well, Brent. New to the league. And, yeah, that's a good point. New to the league. So, consequently, but we can't we can't get games that called off. We, we have to start. When we start, whether we like it or we don't like it, we've got to go into these games with, 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 with these players. And we've got to try and hope that they pick the baton up and, uh, and kind of run with it and understand the roles and responsibilities. Now, you know, if we go back to how do I break this down? First and foremost, just to put things right out there for for those that were questioning why a certain player didn't start the the season that finished the season last season. Right? Now, listen, for those that, that, that that's questioned that, right? First and foremost, I think you're bang, bang out of order. I think they're a bit bang out of order in terms of uh, judging the lad that, that was put in. And, and I'll talk about it. You know, the lad that was put, put in at right back, uh, I think they were bang out of order by judging him on, on, on kind of a 90-minute game of football. Because there were things happened in that game, in a 90-minute game of football, that he was let down badly by, in my opinion by his teammates, and I'll come to that in, in, in a minute, yeah. right, when we get into the nitty-gritty of it. But also, what, play, what supporters have got to understand when they're, when they're out there, listen, the player in question, I had no hesitation last season, at end of last season, we had probably our two biggest games of the season came against Avro in the Cup and Congleton in the Cup. As you know, we we we, we had a great game against Avro. Could have gone either way, and we we win the game one nil. That last kick of the game, basically, could have gone either way, and then we go down to Congleton and only lose that on a slight one goal, uh, you know, one goal situation. And we've gone about. It's been well documented. I left uh, an experienced right fullback out for those two games, not because the experienced right fullback. I'd, I'd, uh, was struggling in games and not doing his job. It was it was because he was missing vital training sessions when we wanted to work on things. Yeah. And the lad who was playing in the under twenty threes, which was Lewis Hewitt, was doing extremely well in the under twenty three. So I had no hesitation of because that's the kind of way I work. If he if he can't make training when it's a vital training session before a vital game in the season which were against Avro, then I certainly, you know, have to look at should he be playing in that game against Avro? And my decision at that particular time was no, he shouldn't because we've got a lad coming through from the under-23s who's been pushing up trees and doing well. So I were quite prepared and happy to throw young yeah. Lewis Hewitt in. 
into but the, I suppose, into Brent, I was going to say, I suppose that's that's the beauty of at Borough, where we have have that pathway where people yeah. and players are going to get the going to get the opportunity to play. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I, we, 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 you know, myself and Dave, you know, we take an interest in the 23s and the 21s, uh, you know, a, a strong interest in, in them. Yeah. And, and, and we'd, we'd monitored him and he'd done really, really well. So he got his chance and he came in against Avro and he did well against Avro. And he came in against uh, Congleton and kept his place Big against one. Congleton. Yeah. And he did well again against Congleton. So, yeah. but... In football, and I say it all the time, in, in terms of what's gone last season and the players that played well last season and were, were on it last season and looking good and sharp last season don't necessarily start the season like they finish the season. Yeah. You know, it, you know it, it happens. You know, you, you know you, some players can have really good seasons and then the season after they could have disappointing seasons for one reason or another. And in terms of, I can only go off, or we can only go off what we see in pre-season. Now, in pre-season, I know it's been difficult, again, because we've had, you know, the experienced lads, or the lads that's been, been around us for a few seasons weren't available. So we've had to pick, again, run with the games in pre-season with, with players that kind of finding the feet. And because we've, we've run with, you know, we've, we're kind of looking at a situation that's not not hundred percent entirely correct because, you know, players could excel with stronger or more experienced players playing with them, you know. But when we went up to Penniston Church, that was going to be our yard our yardstick on our first match of the season, you know. We were going to be able to, we, you know, that was the game that we, we the that really speaking we'd want to look at and you'd think that that was probably going to be the team that would start the season uh, yeah. if they if they were on it and did and did well but as you know we went to... I, suppose, I suppose a lot of sides Brent they you know I know you've you mentioned this before but usually the last game or the last game of pre-season is usually when you start to get your chess pieces in place so to yeah, exactly ready for the, I, ready I, for the I, new kickoff yeah, exactly. And what happens is, is usually you think that the opposition, because they were starting the same time as we're starting, they'd be as strong as they could be. And they were as yeah. strong as they could they be. And, yeah. and we were as strong as we could be. We hadn't left, you know, you know, we did leave. Obviously, Brad Hancock were on the bench, but Brad Hancock were on the bench for a reason, because we knew we wouldn't be starting the season because he were going away. You know, Carl Siddall was on the bench, but we knew Carl Siddall, once the season started, we'd, because of the gobshite up in Yorkshire, you know, yeah. we knew we were going to we were going to lose him for six games. So the big situ the situation is that that he was on he started on the bench. So, but apart from that, you know, we were as, as strong as we could be. And in that game, everybody's got again. I keep saying it: all the positions within the team, everybody's got roles and responsibility. And the way that we've set up and had an identity identity for the last few seasons. You look at certain scenarios and when play, ball gets put into a certain area, you're looking for certain players to be in that area. And when players who should be in the area aren't in the area, you're scratching red and thinking, why are they not in that area? And this brings me to the situation where we, we kind of Lewis is playing at right back. The best way I can describe this 
if you if you go down to the I'll I'll just mention the you know in your terms it'll be the M65, but in our terms it's the M66. Yeah. If you go down to the M66, the best way I could describe this, if you go to the M66 and it's got a, and it's a three-way motorway and you go down at uh, say three o'clock on a Sunday morning, you know the chances are them lanes are going to be empty. Yeah. They're going to be quiet and they're going to be empty. You follow me? Yeah. So. So basically, if we think about the right fullback that's got a channel to play in, and when his channel's empty, but the ball's in an high position in the final third of the pitch, and your right fullback is not entering that channel and showing himself to go and support to be uh, receiving the ball higher up the pitch and being another body high up the pitch, then you've got to question why is that happening? You know why is it is it because he's he's is he carrying a slight knock is it is it because he's he's uh, he just don't feel fit enough yeah yeah or 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 is it because he's he's like a rabbit in the headlights and he's he's kind of overawed with the occasion and 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 kind of doesn't want to go in and he's kind of hiding scared, I, of, scared I, of what the opponent is going to do if he goes on the attack. Exactly. So I, I, I don't know the answers to them questions. I, I can only go off what I can see and what you can see and what Dave can see, what everybody else can see. So when he's not upholding his, his responsibilities and his roles and responsibility, and, and it's kind of happened in a, in a couple of pre-season games where he's not been on the front foot when he should be on the front foot, then his, his, his position becomes questionable so what happened were you know we played that game and like i've just said to you when it was on when it was on to go up that channel and it was on several times in that first 45 minutes mm. we were disjointed as a team because the option were when any, any midfield player opened up and tried to look out to the 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 the, the channel was the behind. person in question yeah. wasn't there he was behind so as a management team, we've got to look at that. We don't know the, the reasons. So because, it, because of all it is and, and, and one thing and another, we've had good reports about, about uh, ben, uh, young Ben Langley, good reports. Now, in the preseason games, unfortunately, he hasn't had much game time. And the reason why, and, but the game time that he did get he got this game time, but he can also play. Ben can also play in midfield. So because we had kind of, I think it was we were looking at four four right backs. You know, four obviously four doesn't go into in in, in into into one. into one. It doesn't go in. So we've got to look at it, and we had to put. So we again, we you know. We there were other right backs we needed to look at. So um, there was a kid that had come from Halifax that we needed to look at because he come with good reports. So we put the kid in from Halifax, who who again let himself down on the day. He, he as you know, he, he was kind of out of his depth. Yeah. Um, but we put him in. We had a look at him. So Ben had to play in midfield. And to be fair to Ben, he he did all right in midfield. Did okay. But but we'd had good reports. Now, he then went away on holiday. So he was away for a couple of weeks. So the only time that we really we can look at him now at right back, unfortunately, 
is because the season started, he's doing games during the season. We, we can't do anything else. We can watch him in under 23s. They've not started yet. So we can't watch him in there. So because our, our right back who finished the season last season was kind of a young lad, and, and, and although that I, don't forget I was the person that gave him his chance and I'm the person that put him in there, you know, I'm, I'm the same person that will also question when he's not doing his, his upholding his roles and responsibilities. So consequently, it was, it was decided that I put him in at, at right back and we have a look at him at right back because so in terms of what I was concerned about at, at, at Penniston Church, to be fair to Ben, he actually did do what Lewis didn't do. He was going forward and he was yeah. linking up and he was trying to support. The issue with Ben was, 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 was and why I think that the, it was questioned that decision, because as you saw in the because it was where they were kicking in the first half, were kicking towards the clubhouse. Yeah, they're on my so side. So it, it was on, so it was on your side. Jimmy Petruzzi always stands at that side, so he's analysing from that side as well. We didn't have a clear view from the side we were at because we've got to go through bodies from where we are in the technical area. So it wasn't always on to see where what was what was actually going on there, and it was only after we 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 went through analytics after the game. And obviously speaking to yourself and, and then obviously with Jimmy and, and the information we had, it was quite evident that, uh, the, that Ben wasn't been giving any support in, in terms of he was getting 2v1 quite a bit. And it was, it was, it was that situation that actually led to their uh, first goal, which was disappointing from our part, which was a tapping at the opposite end. Now, in terms of... Whereas supporters, again, won't, won't realise this and won't realise that people's, people can watch a game and think we're doing... I mean, I, I had to laugh. I mean, I read a comment on, 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 on somewhere, on some platform, where one of our supporters were, were praising um, um, Exton Villa up about their, their team shape and it were nullifying the space for our lads to exploit and all that. I thought, well, what are you looking at? Because that was a load of rubbish. You know, they were playing a simple formation. They had five-man midfield, right? They had two men up front. We know how to deal with that. If, they, if we had had the team last season that, that, that were playing against, uh, that played every, more or less every game last season. So, in other words, what I'm saying is, had Kyle Sidall have been playing and had, uh, say, Anthony Hall have been on from the start, you know, I'm telling you now, that that situation where getting doubled up would never have happened. Never, ever in a month of Sundays would have happened. Because the way that we set up, we set up in such a way that our two fullbacks in that, against that shape that they had would be free. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. I'm not going to spell it out on here because I'm not going to, I'm not going to say too much away. Job, I'm giving yeah. too much away. But our two fullbacks would be spare. Right, there's no two ways this puts and maybes. So what tells me is 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 that some players were upholding the roles and responsibilities. For instance, you know, if their left back is getting forward and and he's going against our right back, then that tells me that our right-sided 
forward is not, not doing track, his job. He's not tracking back. And, and if that happens on the opposite side, it's the same principle. They're yeah. not tracking back. So that becomes a major concern because they know that that is their roles and responsibility. They have to yeah. do it. And that's within our, whether other people, whether the fans on the sideline think it shouldn't be happening, but that's the way that we had our kind of good run of results all last season and the season before. But that's, but that, that. But that's what was happening with, uh, with young Ben. That uh, was exactly what was happening. He was being pulled out towards the fullback and the, the fullback were just doing a, a simple one-two one, two down that left-hand side and getting the well, ball into the box. Well, there's another area that I touched on at half-time, and I didn't realize this is obviously what was happening as well, and I have to question. So we come back to the midfield, and one thing I said at half-time, and I'm not individ singling individuals out here, but because we're a team, you know, we've got good, good quality players in there, and when we're going forward, we are a threat, a real threat, as you know. And the trouble is, with that much of a threat that, Sometimes we go forward and we've, we've got honest lads in there and they go forward, but there's no discipline. They're leaving kind of big gaps if we lose possession. So there's areas where the opposition can run into and create problems for our back lads, our defenders. Now then, one of the things that I, I, I picked up on at half time was the midfield, you're going... Don't get caught higher than the ball. Don't get caught up the field because what's happening is as soon as we lose possession, they were breaking, they were knocking the ball forward and then running, chasing, going for it. Yeah? So if you can think about that situation, our midfield are then chasing with them. But it become a mismatch in the, in the running. So in other words, if you think about, forget to take the ball away and it were a race between... So if you said you're having a race, so if you had a race between their three midfield players that were at edge of the, uh, their box and our three midfield players that were at edge of their box and decided to have a run to get to edge of our box, our midfield players were getting beat in the race. They were quicker, faster yeah, yeah. than us. So it became a mismatch in terms of the running. So that's why I said at half time, don't get caught. You, you stay in them areas. So basically, you're behind the ball all the time. So that can't happen. So if the opposition will just run on to run on to you, basically, right? So that that situation can't happen because it's a mismatch in running. So what happened were right. I as more we've looked at the analytics, what's happened when they're breaking on us, the midfield player. One of the midfield players was making his run because obviously he's left his marker, our, our midfield player, but he's making his run towards our fullback. Mm. But because he was left by our midfield player who should be tracking him, but because he were quicker than the lad who's tracking him, I'm not saying the lad weren't trying to track him, he were trying to track him, yeah. but he, he couldn't enough. track him, he weren't quick yeah. enough. But the, the run he was making was towards our fullback. And that's how we become 2v1, because he was against a midfield player and a fullback. Yeah. But the fullback should have been tracked by a, a striker, wide player, and the midfield player should have been tracked by a midfield player. Yeah. So that's something that obviously we've worked on since, 
you know, and, 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 and we've had a look at. But what I'm trying to tell you is the reason why it looked like and why the poor lad was he getting... Got short, he, got, he got a short straw, did Ben, didn't he? He got a short straw. And so that meant that the, the, peop, the, the fans behind the goals were asking questions then. Why is he not started with Lewis? Why is he not started with Lewis? Well, you know, the benefit of these shows, whether they agree with me or they don't agree with this me... Is what it, this is what it's all about. You know... You know, this is goes back to the argument that, that that we've been having over a few days. You know, we with these talk. I think clubs should be more kind of open and come out so spectators know what's going on. Whether they agree, it's not about whether they agree or not. We're not bothered about them whether they agree. There's only one man or two men or or a group of people that can make them decisions, which is the manager, the the egg and, and his support staff. You but know, if you had, but, but if you had shows like this. And the, have the transparency to be able to rewind. No, not get a manager straight after a game because you're never going to get the answers straight after a game of football. You've got to wait a couple of days, give it time to digest, and then you have a show like this. Be transparent, which then it, it takes away all doubt, all doubt completely. Oh, that's it. That's 100%. And, I, I, you know, I go back to, you know, I mean, I know that you, you put this post up about, uh, or voice through the fact, and, I, and I, I've gone, I've kind of hit the roof about 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 things because I'll tell you for why. And I'm talking about all through, I know we're digressing from what happened on Saturday here, but I'm going to touch on it, right? The simple fact, I've always said, and I've been in part of this, listen, I can tell you some tales here, right? Good tales, but they're not nice tales, let me tell you, not nice. Right, and this is a family show, so but I can yeah. tell you certain things. Right, let's talk talk sport. That that program for me, I call it talk shite, right? Because that's all they do. They talk shite, and what they do, I'm they're employed. I'm sure that the producers. Well, it's on by the sun, so there you go. Well, that, well, that tells you everything. They've got in, and they've got to be controversial. So they get people in, and then they're wanting phone calls. But do you know what? Exactly. But it's but it got poison. It's got it gets poisonous and it get it gets volatile and it gets vindictive and it and it gets vicious and toxic. I mean, you only have to listen to Steve Bruce and the and and, it, and his time in up at Newcastle and everything. Yeah. And and what's that? And and you've got to understand that these managers. Are human beings, they've got families, the, the young kids and the grandkids have got to go to school, and people are at it, your, your dad's this, your granddad's that, your granddad, they're vindictive, it's horrible. But yeah. then you've got radio shows that, are, that like, like that talk shite, that are freaking putting it's stuff throwing, like that throwing out. Putting fuel on the fire. Putting yeah. through, and they're not reasoning in, they're not going either way, and, and well, could this be happening, could that be happening? And they're not even getting Steve Bruce on the show to like put his points of view over. It's just toxic, 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 toxic. So then what you get, you get all these freaking empty heads that, that just picking a phone, you can't see them, but they're probably keyboard warriors and empty heads going on, chatting but absolute there's nothing, But there's nothing, as you said, there's nothing constructive about it. There's no difference of opinion. It's just one-way traffic, and it's just abuse. It's abuse, and 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 then and then I think you know even when you know back in the day when I think they're phasing out a little bit now, but back in the day like Radio Lancashire did it. Where I I don't know if they still do it, but after a game, 
you know, we'd like to hear from the uh, Blackpool supporters and we'd like to hear from the Preston supporters and we'd like to hear from everybody's the next blinking, everybody's the next manager, everybody knows. the next Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger, and they're going on and you just listen to them coming back from games and you think, wow, what a blinking absolute load of crap. So let me tell you something, right? These these people are going on these shows. They haven't got the... I've just told you a reason, a good reason why we did that situation with a player that we think highly of, that, that we give his chance last season, right? And we've put him in the team, but why we've also taken him out the team. Because, obviously, he was failing on his... But, under- but a lot of clubs don't work this way, Brent. People will be watching this this morning, hopefully. You know, there'll be quite a few people watching it now, watching it later, and they're going to think it's a breath of fresh air. Because, But that's only because the person I'm talking to is straightforward, a spade's a spade, and whether you like it or not, you're going to get the truth. But not every football club and not every person involved in football transparent and talk the way that you talk. No, I, I think that's where clubs let themselves down, me, because I think if the clubs were more uh, transparent and came out... Um, it, would, it would stop all the bullshit. It would, it would stop it. Not everybody will always agree. You're never always agreeing, because that will never happen, right? But what it will, it will stop it all, and people will understand why certain situations... I mean, I'm even seeing things that's going on now, we, we uh, Tanag, uh, with Ronaldo. I mean, yeah. the things that Ronaldo's done, I mean, he's, he's having a go at him about Ronaldo leaving the uh, stadium. He played last week uh, 45 minutes and then he's left at half time. You know, that wouldn't even go on. At, I mean, it, they tried to do it at non league level. They tried to do it at my club, but I'll tell you what, they'll be dragged over the coals. They shouldn't be leaving at half time. Yeah. You know, they, and he's going mad about it. Now, now what I'm saying is, you, if if he didn't come out on his interviews and say what's gone on and why and, and and it can't happen and that shouldn't be happening, then all the people who love Ronaldo all start thinking, well, he's he's got a point there. It shouldn't be happening, which it shouldn't. It sends the wrong vibes. Sends the wrong think, message. Do you think, Brent, sometimes that, that you know, I know that you will protect your players hundred and ten percent, but there's times where you've got to kind of question yourself and think, hold on. I can only defend a player so much because it's making me look stupid. Well, that's right. And, and, and like, you know, even, even where we are, we've had certain issues over the last couple of seasons with certain players. Not many, probably, probably, probably two, if I had to be honest. But more often than not, you defend them to the hilt. I'll defend them. I won't come on here and, and, and slaughter them. And if I've got to do anything about it, it'll be done behind closed doors. You know, and it's whether they they smell the coffee and they accept it. If they don't accept it, it's, I'm sorry, it has to it, ha, it has to go. I received an email over an incident that happened on Saturday, and again, this is this is I didn't have to answer that email. I'm absolutely mad busy. I answered the email. There was nothing wrong with the email. It has, it, it, you know, he were, were kind of concerned with the with with the supporter in question. Yeah. Uh, he, he witnessed everything that had gone on. He even said in the email that the, the player were totally out of order and it can't happen. But equally, we're trying to, in his words, he was trying to find my weak spot. He said, well, let me tell you, you know, in certain situations, I ain't got a weak spot. No. <laughs> you know, you... I, 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 you know I, there's certain situations I haven't got a weak spot, believe me. Right? And he was kind of trying to find my weak spot, you know, because he was trying to, like, 
I mean, it weren't an incident that involved me, but it was an incident that involved one of my staff. And, and, and I've got to be seen to do what's right with my, with, with, with my staff or else I wouldn't be doing my job right. Yeah, who, who's going to be running the asylum if, if no one's taking control? Yeah, ex exactly. So I, I, I kind of sat down and, I, and, I, and I, I wrote an email back. And why, whilst I didn't go in and I even started the email and said, I'm not going to go on here in this email and start telling you what goes on behind closed doors of a changing room because it's, it's basically that's where it stops it. You know, what goes on in a change room stays in a change room and shouldn't be coming out of a change room. It should be, that's it. That's where it starts and ends. Yeah. So I never went into anything that happens on a changing room. But then I went on about, you know, incidents that had occurred with this certain player over time since he's been, uh, been brought into the first team arena. You know, and it doesn't make good reading. And, it, and, and to be honest, it, you know, as good a player he is, if, if I were to show him the door, I know some clubs might take him, but they won't last two minutes with him because at the end of the day, clubs do the due, due diligence and they're not going to put up or, or want something like, like what's gone on around because no. it's bad enough and hard enough being a manager. It's a result, you know, we're trying to get your result, trying to get your chemistry right, get your balance right without some child, you know, trying to think he's better than what he is and trying to run the roost and, and be, uh, belittle the management and things like that. And it, it just can't happen and it won't happen. And I, 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 I'm, you know, the people I've been brought up with from a very, you know, young age in management, you know, I, I I've been taught that that doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. So when that incident happened on, on, uh, obvious that the, 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 the you know, the player in question was going to, it was going to be the curly finger it had to be uh, but I, I, I went through all the issues we've had with him and then he, he, he kind of uh, and said listen I'm not here basically I put on and I finished my email by saying I'm not here to defend the undefendable I'm not here to defend the undefendable because he, he, I can't defend him you know there's a lot of things going on and he needs to grow up and smell the coffee he's an excellent footballer but even then, even in his football, I, if I had to stand on this show now and tell you the amount of goals that he has cost us, it's frightening in games. I mean, one game in particular last season, he did a pirouette. He got moved to centre midfield, did a pirouette. We were winning the game. First match of the season against Cleetamore. Winning the game 2-1, he does a pirouette in centre and midfield after he'd been moved there. And they end up, he loses the ball. They go up the other end and they equalise. So from in a winning position, we, we end up drawing the game. But he doesn't see that, you know, but when other people do it or we're not playing the football that he, he kind of wants or wants to show, he, he loses his discipline. He'll start ragging other people about and having to go at other people. People should just look at themselves. I think the beauty is, though, Brett, I think the beauty of, of what we're talking about is the fact, you know, we talked about transparency in football and you, you know, you didn't have to reply to the email, but, you know, we're a club which likes to interact with its supporters. So you... Uh, I know you. I've, I've seen the email, and it was a it was a, it was an excellent email, and hopefully those points were addressed what the supporter was asking. Well, yeah, I like to think so. And I, I, listen, I'm not I'm not I'm not a person to shirk. You know, if I get an email, I show respect. If somebody can has taken the time, as long as it's genuine, to to, to write an email, I'll give exactly. them a genuine response back, and I'll give them that time. And that's that's what I did. 
But we've got to be very careful in football in, in, in general. I mean, I can take you back. This is what I mean again, where these shows and these and these message boards, they can they can be, uh, you know, when you first came here, you, you know, one of the things that I said to you, if you look at our website, and, and you looked at our website, we didn't have a message board, right? No. And no. one of the reasons that I said it's not going to happen, right? Because I seen what happened at Ramsbottom. Now I felt sorry for the chairman at, at Ramsbottom at the time because I mean he'd done. I mean Harry Williams is he's, he's obviously he's, he, he, he's knocking on now. And what a what a truly remarkable guy Harry Williams is, the chairman of Ramsbottom. And there's Harry, Ram, uh, there's Harry, Will, uh, Harry Williams at Ramsbottom, the chairman. And there's also I can't remember his name. There's another guy that's knocking on a bit. That they're, they're there every day. They're putting divots back on the yeah. ground. They're doing everything. Unsung heroes of football. Un, un, yeah. Unsung heroes. They're doing everything down there. Absolutely everything. And after they'd had the successful period with Bernard and John O, uh, and and what happens is. As you more and more you get successful, more and more people start to come on t- into your group and, and follow you and yeah. think they have a divine right because they follow you to, to uh, have an opinion and, and, and say how the club should be run and everything. And they're not even true, true supporters, really. They're, they're just people no. that jumped on the bandwagon because the they're doing well. And because like certain decisions were made down at Ramsbottom, I following the uh, when after. Um, Bernard and John had gone. There were certain, and probably, and when I found out about it, 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 it turns out it wasn't. If you read the post that kept coming up on Ramsbottom's uh, message board, if you read it, it sounded like there was a group of people. It sounded like a group of people was ganging up on on Harry Williams, right? Now, yeah. now from an outsider looking in. So, if you're a little bit cynical, it's almost verging on a witch hunt. Yeah, which one? Yeah, and it was ridiculous, and 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 it was a group of people. But then, more and more that I I kind of spoke to people, like down at Ramsbottom, and said they sprang out of order. What's going on on that on that on that message board and everything? It came out that it was only one person that he kept putting same post, but different names using different different names. But it looked like there was a collective, different account. But it wasn't. It's it's, it's one person. It's the same person. So the one person has an agenda, but for you as an outsider looking at that message board... You're thinking it's 10, 15, 20 15, people. 15, 20 people all wanting Harry out. He shouldn't be doing this. He shouldn't be doing that. That yeah. shouldn't be happening. And it's one person. I'm thinking that's just degrading the club. It's well, doesn't that show you how easy it is to manipulate and, and have propaganda against uh, an institution or an establishment? Exactly, and and it can't happen. It's ridiculous and it's wrong. And then I'll give you another instance, like even as daft as yesterday, because you put that. Uh, obviously, you put a, a on Baker Borough saying about a voice for the fans and all that. That, that you know that that advert. That, yeah, that that, that, that kind of worried you a little bit. Well, it didn't worry me. I just said straight that won't be happening <laughs> unless it's freaking controlled, basically. Yeah. Right, but 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 what happened were right. I answered a, a tweet. You you put something up on your own on your own um, on your yeah, own account, and and, uh, and you're answering somebody. Uh, uh, what the the guy called it? Was our, uh, yeah, they're, they're oh, good Norwood or something. Somebody called Norwood. You were called, and the reason yeah, why talk, the names uh, Talk BFC. It's a yeah, a Talk BFC. Yeah, yeah. So 
I jumped on it and said uh, I disagreed with something. It was nothing to do with Bakeup Borough. I just said I disagreed no, with it because this is what we're talking thing. about yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So again, it must be something in the Yorkshire air. Whether it's the Yorkshire tea or not, I don't know. Let me tell you, right? I have nothing against Yorkshire people, by the way, when I say this, nothing at all. In fact, I think the Yorkshire, I, you know, I love to have conversation because of you know, straight Yorkshiremen are, are, are great. You get Listen, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Lancastrian living no, in York, that's all. No, not you. Listen to what I'm coming to. I'm on about what I have to say now. Okay. So this guy's put, I've, I've seen, he saw this guy trying to be a clever, Billy Normates, I'm going to call him. Billy Normates. The reason why I'm saying Billy Normates. How many followers has he got? Zero. <laughs> zero. He had so zero that's, followers. That's a, that's a new account then, isn't it? That's someone who's set a, it, so, set a new so account so he's Billy No, mates, and I think it said at Steve Whip. You can find him at Steve Whip, and his 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 title is. Well, this tells you everything you need to know if you read it right. Right. Go on then. Go on. Yorkshire to act. <laughs> number two. Number yeah, two. A K T. But say to, say it quick enough. You get me. You follow yeah. me. I get you. So, so this guy has seen that me put on having a discussion, which is a good discussion between you and and uh, our friend uh, who runs this Burnley FC yeah. Norwood. It was a good good discussion. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and part of my comment were this was my my comment. So what you're telling me is, some I'm saying in that discussion, I'm saying some people can't run run their lives right can't run their home right, some have never done anything other than tap into government funds to live, never worked in a business, never mind run one, but you will give them a platform to try and tell successful people on how to run their business. Sad. Hashtag right. sad. Okay. I put. So this troublemaker I'm calling, another gobshite from up in Yorkshire, another <laughs> one, right, has turned round, he's cut all the conversation off, Right. So he only has that that post. So yeah. and he's tagged in B and M because they sponsor us. Because obviously B and M are being a store that's for under you know like uh, probably bargains for people like that don't yeah. have a lot of money or whatever. So he's like tried to try to create a problem. Yeah. With B and M, do you get me? And this is what I'm saying. These people yeah. are dangerous. It's ridiculous. But if you read, but, the, if you left the conversation there and read the conversation, it kind of but has, absolutely, has justification. They're absolutely everywhere. But the thing is, if that's the case, I haven't seen that. But if he's gone to all that time and effort to set up a new account and then separate the conversation and then tag in B and M, it just tells you that he's. He's got a vendetta against Baker Football Club. Well, he didn't. He really had a vendetta about what I said in that conversation because obviously it's aimed at. And but he's taking it all out of context because all yeah. I was saying is. Well, they often you know, do. People who who yeah, have, an exactly. agenda, have an agenda often do take it out of context. I, I can give you another situation, right? I'll give you another one. Back in 1990, right? So going back to 1990. Rosendale United, our reserve team manager at Rosendale United Reserves. The first team manager's job came up, the, uh, and at that point, I actually eventually got it in 1993, but in 1990, I didn't get the job. 
they decided to to bring in an outsider, right? They didn't want to appoint within, right? Yeah. So I didn't get the job. So I said, made it quite clear. If I didn't get the job, I were leaving. So what happened were, uh, I got offered the Skelmersdale job and Glossop North End. And I decided to take the Glossop North End. When I went to Glossop, majority, if not all, the first team players followed me. The only player that didn't follow me was Paul Beck went to Accrington Stanley, who was who was the main striker. Yeah. He went to Accrington Stanley. Uh, Johnny Parrott were uh, kind of the goalkeeper, and he kind of stayed more local. I think he Aslinden were in the league then, so he played at Aslinden, right? But the rest of the lads, you know, like Wayne Howarth, which is Ron's dad and everything, it, they all followed me to Glossop. Yeah. Simon Oldin was my assistant. He was to Glossop. My dad was very close to Rosendale United at, at the time, right? And obviously we played, but every match programme of Rosendale United, while we was at Glossop, you'd have thought it was Glossop's programme. Rosendale United's programme, because the two editors of Rosendale United's programme yeah. was, was, and they were allowed to do this, was writing the programme, but it was all about what was going on at Glossop because they're ex-Rosendale players. But what they were doing is kind of taking the Pilsner out of them, like trying to belittle them and the players, and not, not just management, but the yeah. players. Belittle so it, them. Ended up, it ended up being quite degrading then towards towards uh, Rosendale United players, even though they weren't playing at Rosendale, they were down the road at Glossop. Yeah, exactly. So then in 93, this is where it happened. So in 93, I can't mention no names because this is really where it gets... This is where it gets a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit naughty. Okay. So in 1993, I leave my job at Burray because it was my hometown club and take the job at Rosendale, first team manager's job at Rosendale United. If Wayne's listening to this now, he'll remember it. Yeah. So the very first match of the season, these two guys who was doing the program at the time were typical keyboard warriors, right? Who was like thinking. So the very first home game, I'm in the dressing room at the end of the game as we played on Dark Lane. And I'm in the dressing room and I think it was Wayne that came to me and he said, look at this. What have you seen this? There's a fanzine. So he's brought this fanzine in. So we've read this fanzine. So I'm having a look at it. And I mean, I must admit, I must give him a bit of credit. It was quite, <laughs> it was quite funny. It yeah. was funny, but it were, it were, but it were kind of naughty. But, but it were funny, right? So they were like, there were balloons, like like balloon characters, and they were like, he was, they were yeah, trying to make voice, voice and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what they were doing, they were, they were kind of taking the pilsner out of. Because the Rosendale players that had left in in 1990, I brought a lot of them back in 93. So they came back. So there was also, obviously, there's still that bad blood, if you know, because they knew all the, they were Rosendale-based lads. So they all knew that, that Rosendale United's programme were being featured every game, of, of, of yeah. taking the pills now to the, of the glossary. Up, up to the players who had come back, yeah. Yeah. So in 93, when we go back, this fanzine, so I'm going, winking at, you know, it's funny, is this? It's like, but next thing, one of the lads, right? Because when you think about it, you know what it's going to be like this first match of season. And I'm thinking to myself, listen, 
I don't care how good a side of a, I've got together here at Rosendale. There's going to be times where we're going through a bad time. And obviously, there'll be times when we're going through a good time. But the bad time, that will, that's just going to manifest even, even more. Yeah. You follow yeah. me? It's going to manifest even more of this. So, kind of, consequently, I'm like thinking, it has to stop. It has to stop. So one of the players, I'm not going to obviously mention no names or anything. No, I don't worry about that. They're not taking the bloody pills now to me. It will stop them. They knew who they were. So the next thing is they didn't live in Rosendale. This person I'm going to talk about, right, didn't, didn't live in Rosendale, right? Didn't live in Rosendale. He, he, he lived in, he, did, he lived down in, uh, in, in uh, Withenshaw. So, listen, some characters down there. Yeah. So he got his uncle to come up one day and he pointed these two guys out. He said, they're the ones that's writing this fanzine. So he says, right, okay. So during a game, we were playing. So they've played this game, right, and all through the game, these, two, these guys have come up from Withenshaw and they're, they're tight. So they're watching every movement that they made, where they were going, when they went to the pie stall to get yeah. a pie at halftime, they were in the vicinity. They watched them where they walked, right, everywhere on the ground. Anyway, the game finished, and I don't know if you can remember the old stadium. I mean, it's houses on it now. Yeah, but when you pulled out to Dart, when you come out to Dart Lane and you go down the road, right, there were houses set back behind Grass Verges. And these lads have set off to walk down there. Next thing, a car screeched up. Nearly knocked him over, apparently. Jumped out. Had fanzines in the thing. Honestly, pepper, pepper sprayed him or whatever it is. <laughs> give him a good... Honestly, give him a... Needless to say, there were never no fanzine written again. Right? That was the end of it. But what I'm trying to say is it got toxic. It got really, really, really bad. And that yeah. was because... And that's what I'm saying. There's no control over these people because at the end of the day... You, you, the keyboard works, so they're giving people a platform who are complete empty heads. And when I'm yeah. not degrading anybody, you know, the, we're, every society has empty heads where, you, you, you know, if you give him a tenner, you, you, you know, I'd like to do something because it can go and get him a quick fix, that tenner, they'll do whatever, yeah. they'll do whatever you can tell them. So it's, but now, I, but I now it's become, it. but now it's become even easier, hasn't it? You know, like you were talking about the fanzine where it had to be printed and distributed by hand. So you got to see who the people were. Now, yeah, people yeah. are running behind screens, screens, aliases, different names. Not even the person. Not even the person you think it is. No, that's right, and that, that's why that's why I'm saying it. And and to me, I think going back to this situation, I think clubs, whether it be a non-league club, whether it be football league club, I think they should be more because you know, listen, at non-league it, it happens, but at a lesser level than football league. Yeah, everything's still the same, but at a lesser level. So I think that if people came out like we do, listen, do I really want to be on an hour, you know, given my workload, right? No, on a show, on a show like I'll be honest with you, I, I don't. Even though it's you know, we have a bit of fun and we have a laugh, I can do it out because it, my day's messed up. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, because we have to have it on a. We've had this conversation loads of times, haven't we? We've got to have it on a Thursday because it fits in with what you're doing. 
but if we're doing it, we said if we're doing it, we stick to it so everybody knows that the time and where everything we're having on it. But do I really and we can watch it back? Do it do we really need it like a hole in the head we need it? But I think it's massively important because I will come out here as as much as I can and I will express what's happened on a Saturday as much as I can. And there's some things I can't get. There's some things I can't divulge because obviously I don't want to give too much away about our team shape roles responsibilities. But at least people will sit there and listen and get a, a, and get a feeling and think, well, I can see where they're coming from now. Well, and I'll try and explain as much as I can what they're expected to do because everybody's in every in every team. I mean, for instance, let's be honest. People might ask a question and say, why so and so? to themselves outside and say, why so I wonder why so-and-so's not playing. So let's say, for instance, they might turn around and say, why is Lewis Byrne not playing? I can't understand. Why is he not picking him? But Lewis Byrne could have a tweak in his hamstring. He could, he, 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 he could have not been feeling well. He could have had issues. He could have issues at home or whatever. But, but unless, if, if nobody comes out and actually says the reasons... Yeah. That will manifest itself they start, by... They start jumping to their own conclusions. They start jumping to their own conclusions and then people will say, yeah, well, they're a bit of an argument here and he's, he's done one and all this and it will be a million miles from the truth. Chinese, Chinese whispers and, yeah. So, yeah, but, so basically that's it. But that's what these shows are all about. Uh, very briefly, because I know time's flying by, uh, Saturday, away at Garstang... Always tough games. Uh, I know you've been training. You were training on Tuesday. Are you training again? To, are you training tonight, Brent? Yeah, they're training tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll so be in tonight. We, 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 listen. Let's get one thing straight here. You know, like, and let's go back to the the football part of things instead of what we've just been talking about. Was that, if you take out, I could take out, looking at Saturday, when we started the game, right, listen, again, we were 50% light on the team that played last season. Yeah. The game started, and I felt for the first 30 minutes, there were nothing in either side. We were, no, people, we were, okay. were people were finding the way in the game. I felt... The writing was on the wall a little bit was when, and I had to do it. This is another thing that I had to do. Don't forget, Lewis Byrne in an equal playing field. If we'd have had our team available and I've had it available all pre-season in terms of who played last season, because of the situation that Lewis has ended up with a broken foot and been playing with a broken foot, and, and given the information, the instruction that had come from hospital after he's recovering from his broken foot, Lewis Byrne, in ideal circumstances, would not have played that game on Saturday. He would not have been anywhere near that game on Saturday. Right? No. But such is Lewis, and such a good lad he is, he put himself on the line for the benefit of the team. Yeah. Right? He put himself on the line. His, and when I say self, his body, don't forget, 
you've got to get people up to speed in the fitness levels and everything else. Now, whilst he's been training on doing 1v1s with our fitness coach, Ryan Russell, and working very, very hard, we still wouldn't have probably, probably the best he could have wished for on the first match of the season would have probably been on the bench. Yeah. But such is most when we've got our main finisher not available two main finishers, two two lads who contribute for not made, uh, available for one reason or another, Lewis had to play. Now, but he, he started his role not as a, a number nine. He started his role as a number seven. And it has different responsibilities out of possession, does that role as number 11 has different responsibilities out of possession. And if we back, if we backtrack, in that first 30 minutes, Lewis was doing, because he's been round us long enough and he knows the roles and responsibilities of it, and he was doing it to the letter of the, of the law, basically, that role and responsibility. That's why we were under no threat in that first 30 minutes, because the players were doing to a point what they should have been doing out of possession. But you saw the same as I saw 10 minutes, 15 minutes in, he was, he was absolutely couldn't get his second wind. He was absolutely no. knackered with the lad. He was goosed. Yeah. And the last thing I needed, like a hole in the head was him to blow up and had to come off. Mm. So because of that, I swapped him with the lad playing down the middle, which was Manny. So, because the obviously out of possession, that role is not as demanding as the two 7 and 11 roles. Yeah. So, in my protection of Lewis, I swapped him. So, now this is where Manny has to take on board the roles and responsibility differently to what number nine role is yeah. out of possession. And this is where it started to fail because Manny not having only just come to us, even though we've drilled him and explained to him and told him, even when he's played in this position, because he has played it before, as you know, what he did, he passed him on to the fullback. His man... Now, in certain instances, he did all right uh, because the fullback, which was Ryan, had it, had, it, had it covered, no problem. But that's not what we want. We don't want that situation arising because for the reason that actually did happen on, uh, which actually did happen on Saturday, right? And it happened, we had a writing on the wall when what had happened is because he he was passing him on to Ryan. On this occasion, Ryan wasn't there to be passed in for the player to be passed on to, but he just let the player go. And if you remember, the player shot, he was free, and he shot in an empty net, in, a net, in the net, but the flag, he was ruled offside. So the writing was on the wall there at yeah. that point. And it was not long after when that ball came over said. again. 
the exactly the same thing happened. Now, that again, I've got to tell you, would never have happened had Ryan Sidall or uh, not Ryan, if Kyle Sidall would have been on that pitch, right? Because he would attract him, he would have been there with him, right? Manny should have been there and he wasn't there. And that's what, because it's all, again, you know, we've had this talk so many times, but he's a player that's come to the club, got so much potential, but, it, the, the, you know, that's only part of football where they have potential. They've got to learn what the roles and responsibility is within the team. And that's kind of, that goal, right on half-time, basically, near enough half-time, kind of was a disappointing goal because it should never have happened. Yeah. But we were still well and truly in the game at that point. But we've come out, what's killed us is we've come out at half-time and very quickly, I think five minutes in, We've conceded, a, we've conceded a stupid free kick at the edge of the box. Stupid. It wasn't there to win that ball. No. Not from the player who, who, who tried to win it because he was wrong side. So, as you know, and, and I know we don't want to blame referees, but I'm not being funny. This referee had a, had a big hand in this goal because they set, up, they set it up free kick, edge of the box. And this is what I'm saying about breaking games down. So they've taken the free kick. The referee's allowed him to take this. He's just ready to put his whistle in his mouth. He's allowed him to take the free kick. They've took the free kick. It was their choice to take the free kick. They've taken the free kick. Missed. Yeah, went, over the, went over the crossbar. Yeah, Went over the crossbar. But for some reason, he's brought it this young kid, this is what I mean. You know, this young kid has brought it back and said, no, I didn't blow the whistle, take it again. We are going, Dave's going mad at the... Uh, and even the liner down our side said, he's wrong there, he, 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 that shouldn't be happening. And Dave, Dave's exact words were, he said, there'll be repercussions if this goes in now. <laughs> well, it and did. Lo, and lo and behold, it did. And lo and behold, it did. Now, it's situations like that that gets people into trouble. Yeah. You know, Dave could have been in trouble, I could have been in trouble. It was it was it was bang out of order that decision. Mm. Irrespective of anything else, he, he should never have done it. And this is the problem. And I feel sometimes, right, I know we don't want to get on about officials, but the trouble is that down at our level, the level we are at, unfortunately, we're all guinea pigs for the young kids because yeah, there's a shortage. The young kids have to come into the game. They're cutting, they're cutting the teeth, aren't they? They're cutting the teeth. They have to cut it somewhere. But the big problem is the stakes are high for clubs at, at, at step six and step five and, and step four. Everything's high. Stakes are high. And, but the issue comes, they're cutting the teeth. And we are getting put. If a more experienced referee was in, that would never. That situation would never have happened. So we're two 0 down, and chasing chasing the game. That has a big difference and plays a big part. And then obviously the third goal, we get caught. We get we get caught out trying to trying to, you know. Again, we've got a new keeper in at the back, and the, you, you know distribution from the keeper, um, and and it's got cut out, and um, and and they finished a third one. But I'd rather take the positives because I tweaked a few things. So after when we were 3-0 down, I didn't go back and sit in the dugout and sink in my chair and think, 
scratch my head and think, what do I do now? I made positive moves, yeah. right? I just did a, a little tweet with um, uh, uh, Alex Meller, and then I did a, and then I told, uh, I did a little tweet with um, the subs that came on, which was Anthony Hall and. Uh, and Jack Airwood, I, did, I told them where to where to go on straight away for twenty a good twenty minutes. I thought yeah. it was I a different team, different team performance, total different, totally different. We got we got two goals, um, and you know we were knocking on the door. If that game had gone much longer, I'm sure we'd have got something out of the game. Uh, and 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 that gave me you know that's where we've got to look at the positives going into the Geistan game. Because that twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes, really give us, you know, it, we just looked a different side. We just looked, we had with with those players on the pitch. Um, that little bit of tweaking, you know, it started to ask questions, and uh, yeah, so we were we were all pleased with the last twenty twenty-five minutes of the game. It was just a pity we couldn't get uh, something out of it, but. You know, if we if we analyse last season, and I'm going to say this, first match last season at home against Cleeton Moore, we draw the game 2-2 yeah. with one point on the board. So we're kind of, from the first match, we're one point light. We Obviously, we've got nothing. So we're, nice. we're down on that. But listen, let's monitor it. Let's take it over three games. So that's last season, over three matches... We, we kind of drew our first game at home, so we got one point. The second game at home, I think it were, we played Ilkley and we got three points against Ilkley, so we beat Ilkley at home. So in the second game, we got four points. But then we went into our third game, which was Bury away, and we got a point. So in, yeah. the, in the first three matches, we'd taken uh, four, we'd got five points on the board. So if we look at as well as we were disappointed on on uh, Saturday to come away and out of that game with nothing, what we've got to do is look at the positives, and what we've got to try and do is get three points from our next two matches. And if we can, if we can do that, it'll be a tall order and a big ask, but it's a good challenge because we haven't got our players back. But if we can do that, we're actually will be a point ahead of where we were last season. And Brilliant. that has got to be the challenge. And on that note, Brent, I'll see you on Saturday, mate. Top man, thank you.